0: Praise God. Will everybody say praise the Lord? I didn't know she'd tell the whole story. I thought she was going to leave that part out the next day. Amen. But uh, 40 years, I'm glad that we have hit that milestone. And both of us are still relatively healthy. She had that unfortunate stroke back 25 years ago, whatever it was, but amen, we're still kicking and trying to do everything we can for the kingdom of God. We do enjoy our grandkids, amen, very much, uh, and uh, uh, we enjoy the church, and as she said, you are our family, and uh, we appreciate you all very much, amen, praise God. And through this time, this uh, time of uh, COVID, it it puts a strain on everybody. And and so uh, we're glad you're here today. And for those of you that have joined with us uh, on the Internet, we're glad that you're also with us today as well. Praise God. And we're trusting that everybody's staying healthy. Amen. Doing everything you can to not contract this so praise God uh, we're going to direct your attention just to first scripture here in John the fourth chapter verse 24 a very uh, <clears throat> familiar passage of scripture I do believe a lot of people when they read the Bible they usually read in the gospels and so probably are more familiar with uh, the writings of Matthew Mark Luke and John Uh, because that's usually the go-to when everybody starts. Nobody really wants to start in the genealogy section in the Old Testament. And uh, that's a task to try to not just read it, but also try to pronounce the names. Thank God for the Bible (laughs) app. It helps us along the way. It just simply says here that God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Praise God. So let's pray together right now and ask the Lord to help us for the next few moments. Lord God, we thank you once again for your goodness, your mercy, your love and kindness. Lord, we thank you for this church and wonderful blessings that they've been to our lives. And we pray, God, that you would also pass that into their lives. Let them have a blessed life. Lord, we praise you for your word because it truly is a lamp unto our feet. Amen. And we are honored today, God, to be able to minister your word. So bless us today, I pray. Let our ears be anointed to hear. Let our hearts be anointed to receive what you would speak in our spirit to help us along the way in our relationship with you. In Jesus' wonderful name, we pray and let everybody say amen. You may be seated. So, uh, I think it's, an under, I think it's a, a statement that I can say today that there are a lot of people today that do not understand God and do not really understand who He is. You know, you hear me make a statement often that uh, there's a difference between knowing of God and knowing God. Amen. To know of somebody, you could say, oh, I know of them, but you don't really know them. And it's the same way with God. You may know of God, and I think a lot of people know of God, they just don't know Him. And uh, uh, many times they have a wrong idea or a wrong concept of God. And many times they might say, is there really a God? How many ever known somebody that, that you talk to that, you know, is there really a God? They question that. And uh, uh, sometimes people have a hard time buying into or accepting God because they can't see Him. They can't see Him. Uh, and, and so, uh, if I can't see Him, they say, how do I really know that He is there? How many have ever struggled with that sometime, even in your own personal life? I can't, I'm praying to a God I cannot see, how do I really know that he is there? So I want to talk about that this morning a little bit, and uh, let me just say thank you for these wonderful pictures of blasts from the past. I look at some of those pictures, and and I'm thinking, who is that guy, you know? And uh, we run into a lot of people, and and they will... Uh, say to my wife, they'll say, well, you, it seems like you never change, amen, but you look at those pictures, and it tells the story, right, amen, so uh, uh, that's why I thank God that I know God, amen, so let's talk about God, the, Bi- the Bible tells us in our, in our text this morning uh, that He is a spirit, and He said that, that He is a spirit, and if you're going to worship Him, you must worship Him in spirit and in truth. So God is a spirit, therefore he is invisible to the eye, right? I I seen a sign the other day at a church, and I thought it was kind of unique. And I'm like, wow, uh, do they really get this, what they're putting on this sign? I don't know if they just picked it out of a book or what they've done, but they said uh, uh, Jesus, uh, uh, basically what it was saying was Jesus uh, is, uh, you know, God, God took a selfie, and, and Jesus is what you see. I'm just kind of paraphrasing. I can't get the right quote together, but I thought, well, you know, that's kind of unique because for, for churches today, sometimes it's hard for them to separate that out or, or to bring that together, that God is a spirit, and what we see is the image of Christ, right? Amen. So, and so he's invisible. You can't see him, but he's still there. Amen. You can't see him, but you can feel him. Amen. We felt his presence in the house this morning. Amen. So, so what I want to talk about is five different things uh, this morning to kind of give us an understanding who God is and that he's real. Number one, God is eternal. Everybody say, God is eternal. God has always been. He's always been around. Amen. He's always existed. And since the beginning of time, God has been here. And even before time, God was. Amen. So after time stops uh, and, for, and, and eternity begins, uh, and uh, you know, we'll still understand and know that God is still going to be there. In fact, Isaiah 44, 6 tells us, Thus saith the Lord, the King of Israel, and His Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, I am the first... I am the last, and beside me there is no God. Right? There is no God. Everybody say, There is no God. Amen. There is no God but God. Amen. So, God is the first, it says. God is the last. God is, the Bible says, He's the Alpha, He's the Omega, He's the beginning, He's the ending. In other words, God is eternal. Amen. Amen. So, so the one thing that the first thing that you understand is that God always was and always will be. He was, He is, and He always will be. God is God. <clears throat> you know, like that little song we sang: "God is God, and God don't never change." I know God is God, and Jesus is His name. Praise God. So understand that, 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 that that's who He is and that's who He always has been and who He always will be. So say it with me. God is eternal. The next thing you understand that we have to see in the Scripture is that God is omnipresent. Amen. What, what does that word mean? That, that word just simply means uh, in the simplest terms that He's everywhere present at the same time. Right? So He's here but he's also in Japan, right? He's here, but he's also in Africa. He's here, but he's also in Asia, amen? He's here, but he's also uh, in uh, Canada, amen? So wherever, God is everywhere. Everybody say everywhere. At the same time, well, do you have scripture for that? Well, let's look at Psalm 139, verses 7 through 13. Notice what it says, verse 7. Whither shall I go from thy spirit, or whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwelt in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, Surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light about me, yea. The darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to thee. For thou hast possessed my reins, thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. God, basically, is presently on all points of the globe at the same time. You pray a prayer, he's here. Somebody else around the world prays a prayer, he's there. Oh, let's clap our hands and praise him this morning. God is God and God never changes. Amen. Further uh, uh, then, God is in the entire universe. I love to look out at the the stars and all that kind of stuff on a good, clear night, especially if you get out away from the lights of the city. Uh, It just has always intrigued me. Amen. But when I think about those things, or even when I think about this rocket that went off a few weeks ago, and, and uh, these uh, two astronauts spent a couple months, 62 days, I think it was, in space, and I, and I thought to myself, I wonder what it would be like to be that much closer to, to that space that you look into. I wonder what it would be like. But I, I, I will tell you today that God was even there. Amen. No matter how far out into the galaxies and the universe and and wherever you might go, God is there. You see, the scientists released a a picture captured from a telescope that they feel in their minds uh, is a thousand, thousands of years old. And they think if they go back far enough, they're always trying to find point A. They're always trying to find that point of beginning, that, that point of origin. If we could just get back far enough, we could figure this thing out and figure out how it all began. But but let me tell you, I don't care how far they look into space. I don't care how many galaxies or milky ways they find. I don't care how many stars they see. I don't care how many planets they find. God is there. Oh somebody say hallelujah. Amen. No matter where you go, get on a ship that you're going to, that somebody's going to make someday, head off to Mars, head off to Pluto, head off to Saturn, head off to wherever you want to go. Amen. Makes no difference. Go into the black hole that they say is out there. God fills that black hole. Amen. You can't go to the moon and God won't be there. You can't go to Jupiter and God won't be there. God will be there. His presence fills The universe if you believe that today amen put your hands together amen not only that because he's omnipresent he feels all these all all three time uh, relations at the same time he feels past present and future come on somebody say hallelujah past present and future he is presently right now in the past He's presently right now in the present. And He's presently right now in the future. He knows the beginning from the ending. Amen. So just understand that God is God. God is presently present. In the past, if I can say, subduing my past so that the sins that have been covered by his shed blood cannot rise up and harm me again. Amen. How many understands that your past can haunt you sometimes? How many knows your past can kind of have a way of creeping back up in your life? Amen. How many's ever heard the phrase their past caught up with them? Have you heard that before? Their past. Caught up with them. But thank God that, that we have a place uh, of repentance right now, amen, where God says, I'm going to forgive you, amen, for your past. But that past always tries to come and catch us. Amen? Amen. So, so we understand that, that, that God is presently working in our lives. And, and, and we understand that it was through His shed blood, amen, that has covered a multitude of sins. And it makes no difference, amen, His blood has covered my past amen and his blood's going to cover my present and his blood's going to cover my future hallelujah and so god is presently in the present amen he's protect, protect, uh, protecting me uh, uh, and leading me uh, and guiding me hey why why is that important because he's trying to keep me on the path amen he's, he's saying look you know when i start to venture off he says no 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 get back get back here if I start to take a detour, he said, no, not, not no, you need to stay here. Yeah. Amen. So he's allowing me to lean upon him. Amen. Every day, right now, everybody say right now, right. in times of weakness. How many, how many will admit today that there have been times in your life where you had some weakness, right? Spiritual weakness because, you know, but, but the scripture tells us when we are weak, he's strong, right? So you lean on him. You understand the importance of that relationship. Understand that importance uh, of him being in your life, being real. No, I cannot see him, but I feel him. No, I cannot see him, but I do see, uh, amen, the the things that happen, uh, his works. I do see them. I see the change. And so we understand the scripture says he's a very present help in a time of trouble. And then we see where he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Right? Right? He said, you're a friend, let's take it closer than a brother, right? So God is always presently in the future, amen, and I believe He's paving that way for me and you and those to follow to walk in. Why? Because one day, amen, He's prepared a place for us that where He is, we can be there too, right? Amen. So God is presently in the future paving the way for me to walk. clearing the obstacles. We all face them. We all face them. Amen. believe you me 40 years 40 years you have obstacles down the road but you got to know how to deal with them right amen in your life you're going to have obstacles but you have to learn how to deal with them and learn that God is there for you amen so we just got to to say God I need those obstacles removed and uh, there's going to be things that's going to hinder your progress But you've got to let God deal with them, right? That's why I can say, uh, you know, why I can say many things about tomorrow, uh, you know, uh, and say, you know, tomorrow I'm going to do this. Uh, There's that song. What is that song? Uh, I think it goes something like many things about tomorrow that I seem to not understand or something of that nature. But I know who holds the future. Is that the same song? And I know who holds my hand. I hate that when songs kind of come into my head, but but the fact of it is we know, we know who's leading us and guiding us. we know we know who's already stepping into our future and, and we, he's holding our hand. We may not be there yet, right, but he's stepping and guiding us into that into that uh, time frame of our lives. and so we understand that that you know we know who's got this and who has control of this and it's because of this reason. Amen. I don't have to fear. Right? I'm not going to fear. I'm not going to be afraid of my past. I'm not going to be afraid of my present. And I'm not concerned about what the future holds for me. Why? Because God has me uh, in, in His hands. And, and because He is omnipresent, and, he, and, and because of that, He will be with me, I believe, all the way. From the beginning to the end. From the time I was born to the time I was buried in His name, filled with His Spirit, to the time I was married, to the time that we go to be with the Lord, amen, I, He's always there. Amen, omnipresent. The, the third thing here is God is omniscient. Amen. And all I'm doing today is kind of reinforcing what many of you already understand. But in this day and time, we can become uh, weighted down with doubt and fear and and things that would try to destroy our confidence in God. But God is omniscient. That means he's all-knowing. Amen. He, He knows everything there is to know about you. Amen. One thing you understand, he knows your thoughts, right? He knows your habits. He knows your likes. I've said this before. He likes your dislikes. Amen. Your dreams, your desires. He knows your strengths. He knows your weaknesses. Right? He knows them. You can't fool God. And the Bible says that he has uh, the hairs on your head numbered. And I'm I'm actually kind of losing quite a bit of them. I need to have a little talk with Jesus. Tell him all about my hair loss. He will hear my faintest cry. He will answer by and by. Uh, Amen. So he knows the thing that is making us hurt right now. Until it seems that our heart would break in pieces. He knows the thing in your life that concerns you the most. He knows about your concerns for your future and there's a lot of people today that have a lot of concerns about their future but yet even right now as we sit here and those that are, are, are watching online we have to understand that no matter who we are or where we're at, whatever going on in your life, the only way to peaceably approach it is in God. Amen. To have the Lord be a part of your life to where as you approach these things you have confidence that no matter what you're facing that He is with you and He's going to stick with you. Amen. Have confidence in that. That friends can fail you. Family can fail you. A lot of people can fail you but God will never fail you. See at different parts of our life People that we're close to, could be a family member, a husband, wife, son, daughter, uncle, aunt, grandpa, grandma, whoever it is, at different parts of life, amen, you get to a point to where they pass on from this life. So they're no longer going to be other than in memories in your future. But we have confidence that no matter as that is happening, that God is always there. He never passes out and goes away and, and, and God never, never walks away from us, right? God is there. So no matter how much that happens in your life, you can always depend on God. Let me say it again. He knows the hair on your head. He's got them numbered. He knows the thing that is making you hurt. He knows the thing in your life that concerns you the most. And he's calling us, I believe today, when he says, Come unto me, all ye that are weary and heaven laden, and I will give you rest. Right? All you that are tired of life's misfortunes and things that's happened in your life, all you have been hurt by by the ones that many times that you love the most. How many can kind of raise your hand real quick and say, Pastor, I know what that's all about. Amen. Being hurt by the ones that you love the most. The people that you care about the most. And yet you get hurt by them and you don't understand why. Amen. That's why he says, come unto me, all you that are weary and heavy laden. And I will give you rest. How many times have you prayed in the wee hours of the morning or maybe in the evening or the day, amen, when that hurt would come. And you say, Lord, I need your help. I need your peace. Amen. I need you to help me through this right now. I don't understand this. Amen. Sometimes we'll feel the weight, amen, of life that is on us. And we just need the Lord to help us through it, right? Amen. So God, he says, come, come unto me all you that are weary, heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Basically, if I can say it this you know, the Lord just said, come on, lay your head on my shoulder. Amen. Rest a little bit. Feel the peace that I want to give you. Amen. That's what God wants to do. Amen. He's omniscient. Come on. Somebody say, praise the Lord. Amen. That, that, that's who God is. God says, look, you know, I'm here for you. I know all things. There's nothing hid from my eye." I see what you're going through. I know what you're going through. And you know what? There's there's never, you know, there's there's something about talking to somebody that knows where you've been. Amen. The fourth thing. God is omnipotent. That means that God is all powerful. Everybody say all powerful. That means he holds all the power. You know, you could, you, could, you, could, you could bring all the nuclear power of the world together right now and, and, and it would still, you know, uh, would not even be close to God's power. God has all power. He holds all power of the world in His hand. He's a mighty God. Amen, right? Amen. See, see you got to understand, when you go back in the Bible, there's all kinds of stories, so I won't belabor all the points. But when you read in the Word of God, you know, you understand that God parted the Red Sea. Amen. He protected uh, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego from the fiery furnace. He shut the mouths of the lion uh, in the pit that Daniel was thrown into. Amen. When Joshua was fighting a battle and the sun was going down, God stopped the sun. And the sun stood still. Amen. He's called the blind to see. He's called the deaf to hear. Amen. The lame to walk. uh, The dumb to talk. Amen. he still heals cancer. Amen. And no matter what disease that somebody has, God has the healing antidote to that. He heals the headache. Amen. He heals the common cold. Amen. Come on, somebody say praise the Lord. Amen. I'm not going to get freaked out over, over stuff that's happening right now. Is it real? Yes, it is. Am I going to do everything I can to, to not get it? Yes, I am. But I still have a God that's able to heal. Come on, let's clap our hands and praise the Lord. I still have a God. Do you have a God that still heals? Do you still believe in God? There's no disease that's going to stop me believing from God. Amen. Not going to happen. Amen. Not going to happen. He's the mighty God. He's the everlasting Father. He's the Prince of Peace. He's the one that created the world. And all things were made by Him. And without Him was not anything made that was made. And from nothing he spoke into existence a universe. So let me say it again, no matter how big the telescope is and how far they look into space, they're going to find God. They're not going to find something that happened way back when, uh, amen, where there was some kind of a boom, 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 and, and everything came to being. No, what they're going to find out is everything has the hand of God on it. Come on, has a hand of God on it. And guess what? I'm I'm glad today that I can say assuredly up here that God has his hand on your problem. God has his hand on my problem. Amen. God has his hand on, on my doubt, my unbelief. Amen. He's wanting me to have faith. Amen. Everything that's going on in my life, God says, I got it. Amen. So nothing was spoken to existence in the universe he spoke it. He created Light and darkness, day and night, stars have flung them into place, the sun, the moon, amen, the trees, the grass, all the, the beasts of the field, the wildlife, the fish of the sea. You go on. You can say it. I look at the moon, man. Man, that moon, when, when I look at the moon, I got on my watch here, amen, it tells me in the center here what kind of moon we're going to have. And boy, when, I, when I'm when i out Sometimes at night you get that harvest moon or you get that, that big red moon that's coming up, amen, in the east. And I look at that and say, wow, amen, the hand of God right there, the hand of God right there, amen. And you see it kind of going in the, all the rotations of all the different planets and all the different moons and, the, and all that kind of stuff. And you look at that and you're thinking, that just didn't happen. Amen. God was involved. And so God is omnipotent. He is all powerful. All. Everybody say all. all. Shout that. All. All powerful. Believe it today. Believe it today. He's able to do, amen, all things. He's the Almighty God. The fifth thing, and I'm going to end with this that God is immutable. That just, immutable just simply means that God is unchanging. Everybody say, God is unchanging. How much glad for that? How much glad that you have an unchanging God in a changing world? Amen. 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 A God that's always going to be there—something your north star, something you can look at. Amen. You can gauge your life off of it. So God is immutable. God is unchanging. Malachi three six says this: "For I am the Lord; I change not." Amen. How much glad on this Sunday morning that you know a God that changes not? Amen, that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen, in a world where change is the only thing that you can count on, amen, God remains the same. Right? In an unstable world where everything from the laws of the land to godly morals are slipping and sliding around, who in the world thought that in the United States of America you would see people burning Bibles? Don't tell me that's right. That's wrong. That's wrong. Lord, when I, when I find a Bible that's got pages missing out of it, I can't bring myself to go to the trash can and throw it in the trash. Well, that's silly. That's silly, Pastor. No, it's not. That's the Word of God. That's precious to me. So no matter what it looks like, I'm going to find a way to stack it somewhere. Amen. It's the Word of God. So everybody today, they, they're worried about their, you know, all this kind of stuff. And that, look, when you violate God's morals, when you violate God's laws, you don't have a problem with man, you got a problem with God. And when you have a problem with God, that's a real problem. With man, you can work on things, but you violate God's laws and God's morals and all that, all that goes along with that, then you got a problem with God. So let me ask you this morning, what side are you on? Who are you? Where are you at? You know, when God walked through the cool of the morning after Adam and Eve had messed up, and He'd come walking, and, 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 and usually they had that talk, and then God come along and He said, Adam, where are you? They had messed up. Something came over them. They knew something was wrong. Where are you at? Amen. Where are you at in your relationship with God? Amen. Don't slip and slide along with the world and everything. It seems to be going in one direction. It's time to stand against it and sti- time to stand up, amen, on, on Jesus Christ who is the solid rock. Yeah. That song, on Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. Now, you stand on the world, you're going to go down. You stand on the rock, you're going to stay, stay sturdy and stay firm. Hallelujah. Let's clap our hands and praise Him this morning. Stand on that rock. God's moral nature in the world without God. Let me show you this. They're pushing God out. They don't want no part of God. They're looking for a secular society. Amen. And I, I've, uh, you know, I'm an easy kind of going guy. So uh, I get riled up about this stuff though. I can't. I can't stand it because man just wants to push God out, push him out of the schools, push him out of government, push him out of you know the 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 public square. Just go back under your rock somewhere and leave us alone and let us be who we are. But God's moral nature in a world without God is simply this: with God, you got love; without Him, you got hatred. With God, you got light; without God, you got darkness. With God you got holiness, without God you got perversion. With God you got mercy, without him you got sin. With God you have gentleness, gentleness. Without God you got violence. With God you got righteousness, without God you got riotous living. With God you got goodness, without God you got evil. With God you got perfection, without God you got chaos. With God, you have justice, and without God, you got wrong. With God, you have faithfulness, and without God, you've got unfaithfulness. With God, you have truth, and without God, you have false things. With God, you have grace, and without God, you have pressure. Amen. Let me say it again today what an awesome God that we have and that we serve. Without Him, we would be in massive, major trouble. So, the Bible says that on the sixth day, God created man, created him out of the dust of the ground, formed, God formed him and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the Bible says man became a living soul. Let me ask you something. Why in the world did God create man? Why did he do that? Well, it tells us because he wanted to reveal himself to somebody. It was because God longed to have fellowship, longed to have communion, longed to have relationship with his creation. We read in the text, it talks about the fall of mankind after Adam and Eve's sin. They went and tried to cover their nakedness by their own means. They were going to cover it. They tried to cover their own sin. You can't do it, folks. You can't cover your own sin. You can only do that for a little while. God comes down during the cool of the day, like I mentioned a while ago, just like any other day, was wanting to have fellowship and communion with his prized creation, but Adam and Eve, when they heard his voice, they hid themselves, they hid themselves. You can almost hear the sadness and frustration in the voice of the Lord as we read the scripture, as he understands that the relationship with mankind now has been broken, now it's been destroyed. When he asks a simple question, Adam, where are you? That's the first time. Hadn't been that way before. He didn't ask that question before. Because Adam and Eve was always excited. Amen. To have that relationship, to walk and talk, and that communion. Right? You might say, well, how, how does all this relate to me? Because, because simply this, because of the fall of Adam and Eve, the Bible lets us know that we're born sinners. Amen. With a sinful nature. Paul writes in Romans 5, 12, wherefore? As by one, one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin. And so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. Psalm 51, five says, Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Paul writes to the Church of Rome in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So every one of us are born sinners. Right? In fact, the Bible tells us that we're all dead in trespasses and sins. We're all dead. We were not physically dead, but but we were spiritually dead. And all of humanity is made up basically of three distinct parts. You have your body, soul, and your spirit. And when somebody's born into this world, literally their spirit is dead. Right? Amen. It needs to be revived. And the spirit is that part of us that gives us the ability to have that relationship with God. Amen, when we are born, that ability is dead. So we have this emptiness, we have this void, amen, that, 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 that longs to be filled, amen. There is something missing in our lives. We search around, we try to find it, we try to find it in the bars, we try to find it in relationships, we try to find it in all these other kind of things that, that we think is going to fill that void, but there's nothing fills that, vo- that particular void, Amen. You can be happy doing a lot of things, but that void is there. It's still gnawing at you. It's still saying something needs to change. Amen. There's a piece, there's a, there's a missing piece of this puzzle. We need to find it. Amen. There's a craving, amen, that, that wants to be satisfied. It's in your life. And you can search, you can search the world over. You can look everywhere you want to go. But like the old song, only Jesus can satisfy your soul. Only Jesus. That's it. Amen. From time to time, you'll see a lot of things in your life. You're born, your life begins. There's a call voice. It starts to echo across the pages of your life. Amen. It's the voice of God. Where you at? Where you at? Where you at? And the only way you're going to rectify that is by coming to Him. Amen. Do you believe that today? Do you believe that today? What the Bible, you, the Bible says, and you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses of sin. The only way that can happen is for you, amen, to come in contact with him, amen, to say, Lord, only you can satisfy this void that I have in my life. Are are we listening to the word today? Perhaps we can hear the voice of the Lord calling us today. Can 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 I can I tell you today that there are many voices that call us, right? Many that call us from the world today, many that call us, they're beckoning for our attention. They want something from us. They're, they're, they're asking, they're bidding for us, amen, to come in their direction. Come over here. We can satisfy it. Come over here. We can satisfy it. Come over here. We can satisfy it. And we try them all, but nothing satisfies. Why? Amen. Only Jesus can satisfy your soul. Only he can change your heart and make you whole, right? He'll give you peace you never knew. Sweet love and joy and too, Only Jesus, let's stand together, can satisfy your soul. Only Jesus. Do you believe that today? Do you believe that? There's so many people that's got voices calling them, whether it's drugs, alcohol, uh, you know, Living life in excess, you can find it all. And folks, believe it or not, you know people that are out in different areas of our of, of our world are spending money, thinking they're going to find this 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 satisfaction, only to find they can spill, spend millions, and it never fills that particular void. But here in this place today, here in this place today. He's here, and he can satisfy your soul. Do you believe that today? We're going to sing. These altars are open if you want to come. If not, make your bench a house in this house today, a place of prayer. Amen. Can we do that today? It seems like during this whole scenario with COVID, we're kind of more reserved. I can understand that. But if you if you want to pray, put your mask on. Amen. Put your mask on and just pray. Come on, that's who He is. He wants to commune with us. He wants to talk with us. He wants to be with us. Amen. So let's sing and let's just lift Him up today. Amen. On this beautiful Sunday, let's recognize Him for being the one that is there for us. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. i up today. Spirit with you